Inside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four, and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. I want to welcome everyone to this episode, and thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your day to listen. In real time, it's the beginning of the new year, 2019, and the beginning of January. It's a fun time of the year for a variety of reasons. It's a new year, time to make some resolutions or intentions, maybe time to make a few changes, and it's time for all of those great Christmas gifts that you and your child got, trying to decide how to use those in your learning life. And that's a little bit what I want to talk about today. But before I do that, I really want to share some learning resources and supports that might be able to help you in your homeschool journey. So a few resources that I just want to share that I have found very valuable and I've gotten a lot of great information and a lot of questions answered or a lot of input on questions that I've asked are from these uh, Facebook groups. So the first one is Secular Eclectic Academic Homeschoolers or C Homeschoolers. This is a huge active group on Facebook and I find it very valuable. It only talks about secular materials. So if that's not your cup of tea, then skip this one. But it is a very, very active board. If you ask questions about programs or curriculum or homeschool philosophies, you'll get a lot of really good uh, seasoned and useful information in my opinion. It's also great to use their search function to look for whatever topic you're interested in, look for past questions that were asked. Again, very, very valuable information there. I can often find reviews on programs or different things that I'm looking for on that page. Another one that I often have recommended in the past and will recommend again is Brave Writer. The program itself I find absolutely unparalleled. It's simple and yet glorious all at the same time. So Brave Writer by Julie Bogart. Her Facebook group is Brave Writer Brave Schoolers. It's a fairly active group. They obviously focus more on language arts and reading and writing, but it has really good information. And I find that page very valuable as well. Another one, which is a little bit newer to me, but has been extremely valuable and a really just beautiful wealth of information is Wild Schooling. That's another great page. Nicolette is the owner and creator of that page, and that is just a fabulous resource. But those are three large Facebook groups that I find very valuable. And I would also encourage any of you, if you have not looked, find some local Facebook groups. I know I have a regional and a county homeschool page that I utilize all the time and that are very, very valuable. So I would encourage anybody that has not already found a local Facebook group for your county or your city or your your region, please look into that because they can be really, really valuable for local events and field trips and park days and things like that. Another event I wanna bring up, just in case you live in Southern California or wanna to come to Southern California for a an event, is the Game School Con. This is coming up the first weekend in February in Irvine, California. It's GameSchoolCon 
www.thelaughingbrook.com if you want to look for more information. That's an event that I am really looking forward to with my kids and we're definitely going to be going. Just wanted to throw that out there in case you were interested. So those are just some pages and resources I wanted to share because this time of year can sometimes be a little bit challenging. Sometimes we get in a slump or for those that are in colder regions, you can get cabin fever and just need a little bit of motivation or a pick-me-up or just a place to vent. I totally understand that. So these are some good resources in case you might need them. I will obviously put links to all of these in the show notes, so check those out if you can't remember or didn't get a chance to jot them down. You can find all that information in the show notes. I'm happy to share that information. And also, I have a Facebook page that is not a group. It's just a page where I share information. So if you want to check that out, Learning Outside the Lines podcast on Facebook, I shared a couple live videos with some Christmas or holiday books. And I will also be sharing some more videos on other books coming up in the near future in the next few weeks. I have some general winter books. I have some books on the moon. I have a few other topic specific uh, selections of books that I will be sharing. So those are maybe a resource that you can use and check out on my Facebook page. And be sure that you like that so that you will know and get a notification when I post something. Let's dive in and talk a little bit about today's topic, which I want to call encouraging learning without teaching. And the reason I say this is because this time of year, we've gotten our kids some great things for Christmas gifts or birthday gifts or whatever. We've gotten them some awesome board games and card games and art kits and different maybe art books or nature books, maybe some sports equipment. We've gotten them all kinds of great things that we thought that they could use in our learning life, our homeschool lessons, and we are anxious to dive into these. And here's where I just want to throw out a little bit of caution. Don't kill the love of learning. I want to say that one more time. Don't kill the love of learning for trying to teach on whatever these topics are that we thought that these gifts could be a resource for, because kids can learn on their own. And sometimes we as teachers want to turn everything into a lesson. We want to turn it into a unit study. We want to turn it into a curriculum, but we don't need to do that because kids learn naturally and organically if given the opportunity. And so I just want you to be cautious with how you are using some of these gifts and encouraging the children to learn through them. I want to use art supplies as an example. And I just saw this recently on a Facebook post and a parent had said, they got their child or they, their child received a gift of an art set and it had, you know, the drawing pencils and the colored pencils and watercolors, all the different kinds of art supplies that one might need. And she wanted some ideas on YouTube channels, online classes, um, curriculum or how-to kinds of books for her child to, quote, you know, learn or how to learn to draw or learn to paint. 
And I totally understand this. I, I, I understand where she's coming from. But here's what a lot of people said and what I would say initially. Don't try to teach her. Don't try to teach anything. Give her the supplies, perhaps not all at once because that can be overwhelming, but ask her what she or he wants to start with. Start with the pencils or start with the watercolors or start with the acrylics or start with the clay or whatever it might be and just let them be with it. Let them experiment. Let them try things out. Let them fail at trying some certain techniques and let them learn from those failures to improve on it the next time. Don't be stingy with the paper. Let them try lots and lots of different things and throw it away when it doesn't work. It's all right. Because that's how they're learning. They're learning by trial and error. They're, they're learning by experimentation. And they're learning by just using their imagination and their creativity to see what will happen next when they do certain things with the tools that they're using. This is what happens when you use the paintbrush with too much water or too little water with the watercolors. All those kinds of things they're learning from. And being told to do things a certain way via a YouTube class or an online class or a book that they're following instructions, they're not learning in the same way. I'm not saying those things are bad, but let them experiment and play around with some of those resources first on their own. And then when they want to learn certain techniques or when they're saying, okay, I've done this for a while and I really want to learn how to do shading this way, then sure, go ahead and find a YouTube channel or find a book or find a class. But don't just jump into that option first. Let them learn naturally first. Because this is one of the reasons why we homeschool. We homeschool so kids can be self-reliant, they can problem solve, they can be self-directed. One of the complaints about kids in school is that they don't learn on their own. They're always told what to do, how to do it, when to do it, all the different steps. And being homeschooled, that's one of the great things that is our advantage is that our kids can learn in their own way and be more successful because of it. And that really goes with any, any topic, with any resource. It can be the same with sports equipment, for skateboarding or riding um, a scooter or playing a certain instrument. Kind of let them play around with it a little bit first and experiment a little and then move on to more formal lessons if they want it. That's another really important thing. I will never forget this lesson with my daughter. She was really into drawing and art. Initially, I did. I gave her all the materials. Every once in a while, we might get a book from the library that I, me, not her, but I would find and, you know, slip in, in her pile of books. Eventually, I started saying, oh, there's a class on drawing or, oh, check out this YouTube channel. It shows you how to do X, Y, Z. I started to kind of push more because I saw her doing all of this art. And of course, me as her teacher, I wanted to encourage that. I wanted her to improve on that. So I started to push all these, quote, you know, teaching methods. And one day she said, mom, you're making it not fun. 
that was huge because it was an eye opener for me to remember not to push it down her throat. Like she wanted to enjoy it. She wanted to learn on her own terms. And that was the important thing. Now, eventually, this was when she was younger, maybe when she was 12 or so. Now, at 17, then she wanted to take some more formal structured lessons on technical drawing. That was when she finally said, yes, I want to take a class with a teacher that knows how to do that, that knows how to show me. And she did. But when she was 12, she didn't want to do that. She just wanted to have fun with it. She just wanted to experiment and try things out. So I encourage you to make sure that you're letting them do things on their own terms and then ask them questions. Ask them if they want to learn more. And if they do, how do they want to learn? Are they an auditory learner? Do they want to watch a video or take an in-person class to watch someone? Or is it something that they want to just read a book or whatever it might be? Ask them questions. And especially for younger kids, you know, preschool, early elementary, or even later elementary, a lot of them really don't want the lessons per se. They want to just experiment. And maybe as the kids get older, maybe 12, 13, 14, up into the teen years, then perhaps they want to learn a little bit more. However, you'd be surprised at how ingenious they are and they can learn so much on their own because social media is huge for teaching people how to do things. My daughter taught herself how to keyboard. She taught herself how to play the ukulele. All with YouTube videos and different social media outlets. I never got her a lesson. I never found her a book. I never found her any kinds of resources. She did all of that on her own in her early to mid-teen years. Don't ever forget that they're very clever and they are very self-sufficient and can find out how to do things on their own. And this is obviously a wonderful way to learn life skills. Like this is wonderful for them to figure that out. That's all part of a learning life. Now, obviously every child is different. So you might have a child that really wants step-by-step instructions. And obviously you need to follow their lead and you need to follow that. But kind of in general, I just want to encourage you not to teach all the time and to let your kids learn. I want to share another perfect example of this because I still fall into the trap sometimes. We got this wonderful, wonderful game called Who Is She? It's kind of like the Guess Who game where you have all the little characters and you flip all the little faces up and you ask questions. And based on the response, you put the different faces down and you're trying to guess the one character that the other person has chosen. This is the same idea, except that it is only famous female entrepreneurs or sports figures or historical figures, inventors, scientists, etc. It's a wonderful, incredible game, by the way, and I will also put a link for that in the, in the show notes because it's one of my all-time favorite games now. I just can't even get enough of it. It's called Who Is She? When we first got the game on Christmas Eve, it was actually a gift to myself, by the way. It was a Kickstarter game, and I purchased it for myself. The girl, My girls 
and I were playing. It's a two-person game, but we were all three playing it, trying to kind of get used to some of the symbols in the uh, gameplay. My girls were just fascinated. Like they, there were women that they had never heard of. There were some that they obviously had heard of, like Serena Williams was famous tennis player and Amelia Earhart. You know, so there was certainly some that they had heard of, but there was a lot that they had not heard of. And they were learning these different facts because each character has a little separate card that has all kinds of facts about them. So as we were looking through the different female characters, we were reading the little cards with all the facts and we were like, wow, I didn't know that. And there was all these just wonderful little factoids about all these characters. And my immediate gut reaction was, oh my God, I must get books on these characters. And I had to stop myself because I wanted to make sure that I was not going to kill the love of learning for this game and for these great female icons. Occasionally when we were playing, there would be a character that would come up and my daughter, one of my daughters would ask a question. And if it wasn't immediately on the card, we would Google it. We'd like, okay, what's this, this question about? We would Google it. I, I was resisting the urge to carry it any further. I was really trying to follow their lead. To my joy, there was a few characters that my youngest did want to learn more about. Amelia Earhart was one of them, which I was thrilled. Those are the characters that I kind of felt like I was given permission to research a little more with them. So I did pull a couple Amelia Earhart books down off my shelf because I had happened to have two. And we did look through those and we talked a little bit about those and we were just talking a little bit about what she did and why it was unique and those kinds of things. Again, follow their lead, but don't jump ahead. Try not to jump ahead to explore something that they're not ready to explore or in a way they're quite, not quite ready to get the information. I think games in general can sometimes be really tricky for us as parents and teachers because we want them to enjoy the game for the love of the game, for the gameplay. But we also want to try to pull out those little tidbits of information that may be a part of the game, whether it's science or history or whatever it might be. You know, we want to capitalize on that any way we can. And I think sometimes there's an obvious way to do that. There's, they ask a question or something comes up that we can share that information. But most of the time, again, this is obviously child dependent and family dependent, but most of the time, kind of let it go. Like let, let them just enjoy the game for what it is and hold off on trying to pull out any of those, those factoids or that learning part of um, some of the information until they pursue it themselves or they specifically ask you for more information. Now, a caveat to that is sometimes you can kind of present a package deal. And my first thought with that is I have a game that is regarding trees. I also had two books specifically on trees. One was like a life cycle of trees and another one was also about trees and like other animals using it as a habitat and things like that. I kind of brought all three things out together and said, hey, this is a great game about trees 
And remember this book that we had? I thought we could read this book and then play the game and see how they might connect. My daughter was all for it. Like she liked that idea. That worked great for her. But I, like I said, it was kind of all together and it wasn't that I was making it too formal. I wasn't having her write anything or I wasn't having her, you know, go to the library and search things out or I, I kind of kept it light and kept it casual and kept it fun. Certainly be creative. Think about how to do, do these things, but do them more organically. Do them naturally. Don't make everything into a lesson. So I want to wrap this up with just encouraging you to play all those great games and use all those great resources that you got your kids for gifts this holiday season. Please use them. Please strew them about. Make sure that the kids are getting great experiences with them, but just make sure that you're not killing the joy of learning and basically don't turn it into quote school. Don't turn it into something that they suddenly don't want to do. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope it gave you some food for thought, a few things to think about, maybe a little bit differently. I want to make sure that you're checking out my Instagram page, Latte Books to Read. I post lots of fun things. I've been showing some games that we've gotten and some books. So again, check that out as well as my Facebook page for some future live videos with other books that we are using this season of the school year. And be sure to check out the show notes for all of the resources that I mentioned. Again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, so you'll know when the next episode is released. And please make sure that you leave me a review if you enjoyed it, as well as share it with your friends or some other homeschoolers that you think might find it valuable. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.